Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Alvian, I suspect that you've read your share of those books that seek to explain the differences between men and women. You know, the men are from men are Mars, from Mars right, women are women from Venus, Venus right. et al. And uh, I've read many of them myself, and I find them often uh, have moments of insight and, and also often very trite um, and not very helpful, frankly. Um, so we, you know, we're the latest in a long line, uh, a succession um, to, to try and take on um, this topic, uh, you know, but with a little bit narrower construction around it. And, and that is, you know, how do we think and feel? Mm. That's the, the root of it. How do men and women think and feel? And how is that different uh, for us? Because that really leads, I think, ultimately to these contrasts that people draw about how we process things. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That, oh, that definitely makes me think, well, you and I have had multiple conversations about, you know, the lens of spirituality and so much of who we are. And without making this religious, I want to just reference a particular scripture that we've discussed before. And one of them, that particular scripture says that husbands respect, um, husbands love your wives as -hmm. Christ has loved the church. And then the other one says, wives respect your husbands. So what's interesting about that is both of them lead to the same place, but they start directionally different. Mm. And what I mean by that is that Respect is such a fundamental need for men that a man who feels respected often feels loved in his home, where a woman who feels loved in her home often often believes she is respected. So one starts at the head and lands at the heart. One starts at the heart and moves to the head, but both of them pass through the same places. So we, we come to this, this notion of love directionally different because I am processing love through my mind first as a man. And I am processing love through my feelings first as a woman often. Mm. And we watch that play out relationally in so many different directions. Yeah. Uh, that absolutely fits um, in, in to further that conversation about feeling and thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the observations, and, and let's be honest here and say that these are generalizations, folks. Oh, certainly. And, 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 there are no absolutes. You, know, uh, you may or may not apply. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this may you, or may not apply right. to you. You could be the exception. Right. <laughs> but... Uh, we often hear uh, people say that men are better at compartmentalizing mm-hmm. than women are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a conversation with a woman friend of mine once, and we were talking about this uh, exact subject. And I said that in my experience, um, you know, men do have a tendency to sort of put things in boxes and are, are comfortable with something unresolved yep. being in a box mm-hmm. and not having to visit that constantly and, and, and worry at it. And for many women, that's very difficult. And she said, Doug, you need to understand. Now, I know you have a, a bit of a technical background, Doug, so I'm <laughs> going to put this in terms you understand. Uh, imagine that you were looking at a computer display and every file that you have is open <laughs> all the time. And, and at one point or another... Every one of those files is at the top, 
and you, you're touching them all, all at the same time, then they never really go away. They just move to the background. <laughs> That's what it feels like to be a woman. <laughs> and, I, you know, it was kind of a great uh, insight <laughs> for me. Uh, and I, it, What a perfect visual. <laughs> it, 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 it's wonderful, isn't it? What it said to me was, uh, again, that for her, and, and may, maybe this is true for other women as well, mm-hmm. that they are so in touch with their feelings and their feelings are the place they start from, that it isn't as easy just to put something unresolved into its little box and park it off you know, right. in, the, in, in, your, in the dusty, cobwebbed attic of your mind right. for a while. Uh, it's always present. Mm-hmm. And until resolved, if it's in fact possible to be resolved, right. um, it's, nagging at the, it's nagging at you. Mm-hmm. And so it goes to a different sort of state of being, um, whereas men can buy themselves some distance from their feelings And arguably, that isn't always a good thing. (laughs) It's harder for a woman to do that. Do you you agree with that? So I I have to say, well, okay, so I probably am not your typical girl. Mm -hmm. So I will admit that first. We have established this before. (laughs) I will admit that first. In the best possible way. (laughs) But what I will say that there's such truth to is the fact that we are are wired slightly different. we are trained and nurtured from, you know, yay big that we're allowed to express the full range of our emotions mm-hmm. as girls. You know, it's it's perfectly okay to cry. It's perfectly okay to feel sad. It's perfectly okay to feel weak and vulnerable. It's perfectly okay. Like those things are okay for you as a girl. And so you grow up in an environment that allows you to access the breadth and width and depth of your emotion where you hear every single day if it's a little boy and he falls come on you're a big boy big boys don't cry mm-hmm. you know hey take it like a man hey i mean so oh there are these reinforcers societally which we let penetrate our households that tell boys that you need to stuff your emotions so they learn to leave their emotions in spaces that are tucked far away. Mm-hmm. But then when we get into relationships, the same women who in some way or another were part of the crime of teaching men not to access their emotions now want you to readily access them to be able to speak to me about what's going on with you and better yet, tell me how much and why you love me. We want you to access all of those things now after you've been trained not to. So I think that there's a level of of cultural responsibility associated with the way in which we do things differently. I don't know that if we did not reinforce those differences through the way that we nurture our children, that we would be as different. I think we are unique in our creations, but I don't know if we would be so different because you, we will find in research that men, the deeper they get into relationships, the more they tend to be able to access their emotions mm-hmm. because once again, they, they are in an environment where it's safe to start to explore the things that you were taught that you were not supposed to. 
So I, I just wonder if there's there is an environmental lens associated right. with why we do these things as differently as we do. Yeah. Well, I think there is a, an affect that um, is unhelpful uh, because men tend to suppress, mm-hmm. because they compartmentalize. Again, these are generalizations, mm-hmm. but because we don't show what we're feeling, we don't show our vulnerability. We tend to suggest to the people around us, and most importantly to our significant others, that we don't feel those things. Right. And Which so, couldn't be further from the truth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In fact, the most hard-bit, um, obtuse guys I've ever met were inwardly plagued by emotions. Deep that, and intense And, and it bothered emotion. the heck out of them. Right. They didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. It nagged at them. Mm-hmm. And their only recourse was just to stuff it back down into the box again. Mm-hmm. And, and often so deeply and so fully that uh, eventually it came out in, in unfortunate and explosive ways. Right. So I, you know, the the power here that exists, I think, for men and women to build really competent relationships with each other, is to understand that we are coming from very different directions, mm-hmm. but that we're not at fundamentally. Those differences are about how we approach, exactly, but not how we resolve. So if I want to help my, uh, you know, if I want to help Peggy. Uh, uh, the best way that I can help her is not to apply my rationality. You know, the worst <laughs> thing in the world are men who, who sit there and say, now, little lady, you know, here's what you should do about mm-hmm. that. In yeah. fact, I, I go the other direction. I will avoid making suggestions about things unless or until uh, I'm asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, may, I may have some thoughts, but I'm, I'm hesitant to venture them because that's not what I'm there for. At the moment, I'm there to hear. Just listen. To, to listen, to be the right. sponge Don't fix it. for why someone is upset or and bothered feeling or feeling. feeling what they're right. feeling. In the same way, I think that um, one of the things that um, women can do for men that's very helpful is to put them back in touch and often the best way to do that is just to come up alongside somebody and say, you know, if it were me, I'd be feeling this. Mm-hmm. That gives approval and license to express For what to may be right. the, the just slightly uh, below the surface uh, lurking sentiments that I don't feel comfortable stating Outwardly. Out loud. Yeah. Right. And, and we have to be patient as women in particular because... First of all, we use three times as many words as you all use on an average day, okay? <laughs> so, and that's, those are just the things that make it out of our mouths. That mm-hmm. has nothing to do with <laughs> how many are floating around in our on heads. On that computer screen <laughs> anyway, of, you know. I literally, right. I tease with my husband sometimes. So I'll look at him and he'll just have this very interesting look on his face and I'll say, what are you thinking? And one day he finally laughed and he said, baby, if you could hear what was going on in my brain, it sounds a lot like crickets. I was thinking absolutely <laughs> nothing. And he said, what were you thinking? And when I started to tell him, he was like, how does that not exhaust you? Because I literally had like 15 thoughts going through my mind yeah, at exactly yeah. the same time. And I could figure out how this thought connected to that one. And mm-hmm. it went on and on. So we are just, we, there are some things that are naturally different to how we do come to 
who we are and and the environments that we have to create to allow someone to be the fullness of who they are, particularly as women, means that sometimes we have to be patient enough to let you all find your words around your feelings. Mm-hmm. We have a tendency, especially if we're moms, is we want to finish your sentence because we're we're so involved in what <laughs> right. you're saying that right. we're already, oh, this is where you're going to go. And, and we finish it for you. And sometimes that's not even the direction. You mean you're just not you psychic? <laughs> 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 Truly, we're not. We just watch your pattern so closely right. that we're just sure where this is going to end. And sometimes we're completely wrong because we're finishing the thought based on the math we would do. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the math that you all were doing. It could be one and a four, but we put a plus and you all did times. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that connected those things right. in that equation might have been something different. It's the two same elements, but the connecting piece can be different enough that the result is something different. Mm. So we sometimes need to back up enough as women to let you do the full math, connect your thought and your emotion to be able to come with words associated with that so that we're not doing the math, we're not changing your direction, we're not being uh, disingenuous to the quality and the depth of your feeling such that you can say, it made me angry. We might have gone to sad, but the answer was angry for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's often part of the reason that depression is misdiagnosed in men because it's not considered socially acceptable to be sad. Men will tend to rage with their sadness Mm. and because rage is socially acceptable. It's a powerful response. It is masculine, but it is just rage and sadness are often just the same thing turned inside out. And so it's important that we don't push you all to a space that is not sincere to what you're actually feeling. Hmm. And love, as we've referenced in previous podcasts, is creating the environment so someone can be the fullness of who they are and know that it's safe to be able to do that. So we have this stuff here, I think, of another episode. Yes, we yeah. <laughs> We're just getting started. But we'll have to come back and talk about that um, uh, another week. And uh, we're going to wrap it up here. But we want to do that by thanking Chelsea Washington, who's producing for us today. Todd Washburn, our recording engineer. Everyone in the Love Life family. And you, our listeners, who are so wonderful and loyal and who uh, send us great ideas and suggestions yes. for shows. If you'd Love like to it. do that. Please write to us, Doug at lovelife.digital. And Alvian at lovelife.digital. And we will be back next week, maybe with uh, another interesting topic like this <laughs> or something else that our listeners that have suggested. Us, right? And uh, until then, we hope you have a great week. Bye. <laughs>